0: Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. The ancients valued two things greatly, that of getting married and that of having children. They held a wide variety of beliefs around fertility and performed some pretty inane tests. The ancient Egyptians, for example, believed women with wider hips and firmer breasts to be more fertile. And they conducted a test to measure whether or not a woman was fertile by using a clove of garlic or an onion. They placed this in the woman's vagina. If the woman's breath smelled like either of these the next morning, well then, she was said to be fertile. Hippocrates also wrote of a test for fertility. He instructed one to wrap a woman in a blanket with rose oil placed below. If the scent appeared in her nostrils and the mouth the next day, then she was able to conceive. It was believed that if the odor did not pass from the vagina to the mouth, then there was a blockage and pregnancy would not be possible. The Greeks, like the Egyptians, believed the alimentary canal from the mouth, the anal canal, and the uterus all opened into the belly. So if a woman was healthy, the three channels were linked. The ancients also had very unusual and somewhat comedic methods in proving pregnancies and the sex. The ancient Egyptians determined if a woman was pregnant by keeping emmer wheat and barley seeds moistened with her urine. If the seed sprouted, she was indeed pregnant. If the barley seed sprouted first, it was believed to be a boy. And if the emmer wheat sprouted first, it was believed to be a girl. Many ancient Greeks believed male babies to come from the right testes and the girls from the left, although Aristotle laid this myth to rest. In some native tribes today, however, it is customary to squeeze the husband's left testes to birth a boy. If a a daughter was birthed instead, it was assumed the woman did not squeeze hard enough. Ancient cures for sterility were also a bit much. One involved a date, the Middle Eastern fruit, being placed in the vagina, as well as menses blood being rubbed on the belly and thighs, as this was considered to be very potent. White saffron powder mixed in beer and rubbed on the belly was said to be used to induce labor. Throughout history, women have been blamed time and time again for infertility, taking on labels such as barren or even witch, while many being told their womb was possessed by the devil. A woman's inability to bear children left her a spinster, A woman you'd want to divorce or a woman the ancient romans even whacked with a bloody goat a woman's worth relied on her ability to not only carry children but bear sons even our first president george washington's wife martha although she bore four children to a man prior to george she was blamed for the couple's inability to have a child it wasn't until the middle ages from the late 14th and 15th centuries where men were finally looked at as a possible culprits for infertility. This could also be due to the fact that women were excluded from practicing medicine and therefore resorted to being midwives. And male practitioners were not allowed to engage with pregnant women and women's health. Women moved into natural remedies and many medical recipes popped up, offering a variety of treatments to help conceive and, more importantly, to help conceive a son. Unfortunately, however, midwifery became short-lived because of the strong boundaries put on women and their involvement in medicine. As a result, many were accused of being a witch. Midwives started to phase out and women's infertility subsequently suffered once again. In 1659, however, surgeon John Tanner stated that there might be some merit in considering male infertility. And in 1662, The contribution of the quantity and quality of sperm for successful conception was finally recognized. In fact, in 1687, varicosales, or a mass of varicose veins in the spermatic cord, was identified as a possible root cause for male factor infertility. Finally, in the 1860s, American gynecologist James Sims examined a semen sample under a microscope, and the semen analysis was born. Sadly, however, this was not the death of the idea that it is all the woman's fault. In fact, many medical journals reference infertile couples with still only the woman undergoing several different medical treatments. Even today, with all of our medical advancements, many women are routinely undergoing IVF without the man even being looked at for the issue, which according to many doctors could be anything from a varicose vein overheating the sperm to the man being too obese obese, and unhealthy. Because of this and other reasons, women and their partners are increasingly looking towards finding answers through more spiritual modalities. Through hypnotherapists, intuitive healers, metaphysical midwives, and spiritual psychologists, many women are finding success for a future motherhood. Some of the key aspects in a more spiritual approach to fertility include getting in touch with one's intuition, infusing more positive energy, removing limiting beliefs, diving into a more holistic diet, and most importantly, trusting in divine timing, that when the time is right, it will happen. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the pleasure of having spirit baby medium Jessica McKeown on my show. Jessica will share how she uses her gift to connect with babies, tips on increasing your chances of conceiving, and how 2020 has impacted newborns. So stick around for this exciting show. without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Estera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind, learn more at EsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A-Care.com.
1: The veil is the line between physical and non physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational, jam packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil.
2: Are you trying to boost your fertility and get pregnant? Not sure what to eat during your current pregnancy? Are you currently breastfeeding during postpartum? Sacred Medicine Mamas can help you to map out and optimize your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Allow Dr. Janelle Clayton, chiropractor, and holistic nutritionist Marjorie Glenn to help you thrive during this special time in your life. We offer high-quality nutritional supplements, meal planning, as well as mindfulness practices for your overall well-being. Shop our online store and holistic dispensary to find the best organic and natural products for you and baby. Set up a virtual consultation today. Results are priceless. Book a free consultation now by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com. Or call 541 639 four five seven five that's five four one six three nine four five seven five
0: welcome back to love from the hip i'm spiritual hypnotherapist master esthetician and your host Sakura Sutter. and don't forget to follow me on instagram and facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast love from the hip that's hyp anywhere you can find podcasts today i have the absolute pleasure of having spirit baby medium jessica mccione on my show Hey Jessica, thanks for joining us today. Hey Sakura, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a big day for women. Yes, (laughs) I
3: was shouting and screaming and crying, and um, I played "We Are the Champions." (laughs) Amazing, (laughs) great day. Yes, yeah, and maybe even bigger step
0: now for women and infertility. There's hoping, right?
3: Yes, exactly. So,
0: so how long have you been a spirit baby medium?
3: So officially, should I say, about two and a half years, which is when I um, finally decided to hang my shingle um, and do this work. Okay. And what was your first experience like? Right. So I, I didn't know that I had this gift and really, I didn't even know that I had a contract with the spirit babies to do this work. Um, and a lot of the spirit baby work, um, we have contracts with that realm to help the babies. Um, and I had a friend that had miscarried her daughter and I went to visit her in the hospital. Um, and she let me hold the baby so that she was about five months along. And so there was this little tiny baby and I was holding this baby and I heard this song and it sounded different than my sort of internal chatter voice. And I was like, oh, that's really beautiful. But I thought I was just sort of making it up, right? Just to, you know, as I'm experiencing my friend and this baby and this is so sweet. But then it kept coming to me to the point where I had to write it down. And then at um, the memorial service for her daughter, I felt this like really big internal pressure to like tell my friend this song. And I felt really awkward because, you know, here we are at this memorial service and she was grieving, but the song was so beautiful. It was these, um, these things that my friend had done to her daughter, like kissing her on her toes and on her nose. And so I sang her this song and she just looked at me with these big saucer eyes and she was just like, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then she also said, how do you know that I did those things? Right? I "I don't know, but I think your daughter sang this song to me. And instead of uh, it being met with sort of uh, disdain, it was met with love and it was met with relief. And um, I've just carried that uh, feeling on every time I work with, with moms and with parents that they just receive so much relief and hope um, after getting readings.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. And so did it carry on into like, just being around babies, you
3: were always hearing them? Um, so I just, I've always liked kids, like I would be at a party and like, you'd find me with the kids. And I just, I have a strong connection and energy to children and to kids. And I like the way that they see the world. I like that they don't have any filters. And so I think a lot of that, um, is related to my just general love and energy for, for children. You know, I'm an Aries I'm coming in as the first, you know, very childlike energy in that sense. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. And so how are you
0: communicating with them? And especially those that like haven't even come in yet, which we'll get into.
3: Yeah, so I would say it's mostly like clear cognizant, right? So I make a connection and then um, they really just talk to me and they'll show me pictures. They'll show me how they're dressed. You know, if we talk about, you know, maybe where they want to live, they'll show me like a farm or a city or, you know, they'll show me the room in the house. And so it's really, a, it's a mix of all the clear senses, I would say, um, really all of them are activated, but usually it's, it's mostly that clear cognizant. And I would say the clear sentient too, because um, if I tap into your grief or I tap into your energetic block, I feel that in my body and we will talk and have conversation until I feel that move within me. So it's very important for me to get clear as well, because I'm holding your same energy signature while I do this work. Okay.
0: And then, so then how does it work with babies that are not even in existence yet? How are you
3: communicating with them? How would you explain that? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. So I think there's like, um, what I call it is like a spirit baby realm, right? So you can call it heaven, you can call it, you know, um, any kind of place that's a non ordinary world. And um, they are ready to come in. So there's like different stages of the afterlife is how I like to describe it. And those that are ready to ready to come in, it's sort of like, imagine they're up in the clouds and they're kind of like looking over your life. They're, they're very close to us. Um, sometimes I'll even feel them on earth. And the closer that I feel the baby, the closer they are to coming in. So I have some spirit babies that will like sit on my lap and I'm like, <laughs> wow, they're like knocking on your uterus's door. They're ready to come in. And then I have others um, that seem like very far away or in, or in a far corner of like my my room where I work. And so I'm like, okay, they have a ways to go before they can come in. Um, but yeah, I guess I sort of like see them in different um, places within, you know, the space that I'm working. Okay. And it's like a frequency that you're basically tuning into. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that what I do is really, I merge with their energy. You know, Mm -hmm. if we consider ourselves and everything here, all energy, Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading the energy and taking in the pictures and the telepathic stuff, and then sort of communicating out a message for you. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) what are some spiritual, mental or emotional reasons women have issues
3: conceiving? Wow. There's like there's a whole gamut um and they it's really individual to your unique life path and i would say even your past lives but spiritually what i see a lot um if people used to have maybe like a religious you know orientation when they grew up and they have kind of broken away from the church or they don't believe in God or they don't believe in that, you know, divinity anymore. Um, there's a lot of work to just bring them back to trusting with, you know, you're co-creating something with the universe. So, you know, pregnancy and fertility, it's, it is a very spiritual thing. Um, and that's why there's a lot of unknowns and mystery and miracles in it. So I think just getting back in touch with, you know, what spiritual issues do you have often around religion? Um, mm-hmm. Mental are my uh, control freaks. hello, my planner, what's up? Um, they want to plan everything. And there's a lot of the energy around, well, we had sex when I was ovulating and therefore I should be pregnant. And where is my baby? And so it's helping people sort of realize that you can think about things all day and move through the mental process, but at some point it has to come down into the heart or into a more physical experience. And you can't just think your way to a baby. Right. And then, emotional, one of the biggest things I've seen lately is uh, your relationship with your own parents um, and your own family, right? So, I mean, I've had clients that um, didn't want to have a boy because they had a really bad relationship with their brother, right? And they just didn't want to raise a boy. And so as we clear that energy and we talk about that experience, then their little boy can come in because they know that it's going to be different um, and that their parents are different and the family is different. But That's a lot of it. You know, there's a lot of our own family issues that come up. And essentially, we just get in our own way.
0: (laughs) We so do. (laughs) (laughs) So what about for men? What do you you find for men? Is it different?
3: Um, No, but it's it's, uh, slightly, um, I would almost say like more like stereotypical masculine issues, right? So lots of dad issues there. Mm -hmm. right? Whether they had a really great father and they want to be as great, or they had a distant father who worked a lot and they don't want to be like that. So I kind of find the patterns are either you want to repeat what your parents did because it was great, or you want to do the opposite because it wasn't great. Um, there's a lot of, uh, protection energy that comes in with men, uh, financial stability that comes in with men. You know, they want to be in a certain place and do a certain thing. And the babies will say like, that's not always necessary. Um, a lot of fear too with men, right? Like how to do it, how to be a parent, how, how am I going to, you know, where's the book, where's the knowledge. And a lot of it is trusting that, you know, you will know what to do when your child is here, you know, and there's lots of great resources to support that, but that's what I see a lot for men. Yeah. All of a sudden they want to read directions. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So what about, what about with couples? What do you ever come across a couple that just isn't matched well? And that's why they shouldn't, or they can't have a child is because
3: they shouldn't even be together. I do. So I will have like single clients ask, like, is this the partner that I'm supposed to have children with? And sometimes the answer is no, you know, and sometimes um, the answer is yes with a but, you know, and that is that you've got to do your work together as a couple and you've got to break these things down and have conversations and move through the difficult challenges of, of being together and having children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I have to ask, how has twenty twenty impacted the children that are coming in? And how will yeah. they be different? Yeah, so this was it was really fun to talk to those of my clients who were pregnant this year um and those who were trying that didn't, because I got both responses. I got I didn't want to come in in 2020 because of coronavirus and the pandemic and the the reasons that the baby gave were like mom I know this was your first pregnancy and I know that you wanted to like have people in the room with you and have dad there and you know there was a, a lot of people had to do things by themselves or have their partners on the phone and there were so much restrictions And so a lot of the parents were like, you're right. I wanted to have this really beautiful experience and that wasn't going to happen in this year. So a lot of people have an ideal about what they want their pregnancy to be like and the babies really respect that. And then those that did decide to come in were just like, we're here and we're going to do it and we're going to move through medical fears, right? So a lot of my clients that had babies had had past miscarriages and were working through their own traumas of being in the hospital. And so a baby comes in and this is like that point where the person has to say, I need to move through this trauma because I want to bring this baby in. And so it kind of brings them to that precipitant point to just move through those difficult emotions around the medical system.
0: Wow. And so they essentially heal themselves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so is it better than to drop those expectations? Because I heard you say that the baby's trying to be respectful of your expectations yeah. when they come in.
3: Yeah. You know, I, when I talk to them, there's like a lot of negotiation, right? Um, they're very, they're pretty flexible on, on most things. And some babies will just have like I only want to come in December, you know, like yeah. this is when I want to come. And, and um, they're very like precise about those things, but most of them are like, yeah, we can wait till you finish grad school or, you know, we can, we can wait till you move into the new house to come in, you know? So they're, they're very flexible because they're, they're watching you. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think we joked about that last in time. But, way. Exactly, <laughs> in a non-creepy way. Exactly. They're, I should say like, they're very much around you and they're very much already in tune with the energy of you and your partner and your home and any other kids or pets or family that you have, because they're about to be added to that mix. So they're very much
0: like watching the soup already. Okay. So would you say the 2020, the children of 2020 will be
3: stronger? What do you foresee? Yeah, let me look into that not necessarily like like stronger but i think more what i'm what they're saying to me are healers Mm. right so coming through with this idea of like yeah we were born in a pandemic and um you know but like we fought through all of this and still came in so yeah maybe yeah definitely like i guess that uh internal strength right to just keep going to to come in no matter what um probably will be pretty fearless you know yeah They, they a lot of times too when babies do that up front, they do their hard work up front so that they can kind of have that charge at the beginning of their life and let that really shape who they are. So we might have a bunch of 2020 warriors coming out of this. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> so you kind of alluded to this, but I want to ask, do we choose our family?
3: Ooh, yes. Okay. So there's like kind of a couple different variations. Um, sometimes a child is assigned to like one parent. And so they will definitely say, you're my mom and I'm okay with whatever kind of dad, you know, like they're not as picky, you know, sometimes they will say no. So there's like assigned to like one parent. Then there's a sign to both parents where they're like, these are the both parents that I want. That's usually like a soul family and they definitely want to come in. And then there are children who are like, I just want to come in. And I don't really have a karmic attachment to you. And I don't really have a lineage to you. Um, And I sometimes call those kids like the black sheep of the family. Like if you are in a family and you feel like, what am I doing here? You might be one of those children that maybe is a star seed, maybe it's from a different galaxy or a different place. And you wanted to incarnate on earth to do this work. And you're like, yeah, this family will do. So I think, especially too, when we have like hard relationships with our families, we have to be like. Why did I choose this? But it's a lot of it's to build that internal strength or to really help your family, like see the way, you know?
0: So then how do you explain, I know this is a more difficult topic, but if we choose our family,
3: why do babies, why are their babies lost? Yeah. Um, So many reasons. Um, A lot, like a big one that I see though, like, especially with like miscarriages is how, how does the partnership um, react to that? If it becomes stronger, if the love deepens, um, it just sort of like re-um recommits the partners and they really want to bring that baby in. And so they just needed that in their relationship to be like, we can be, we've gone through anything together. Sometimes it breaks people up, or you get pregnant and the person reacts in a way, and then you realize this is not the life I want. This is not the person I want. So they're very much what I call them like pathway changers. And they sometimes they just come into like, you know make sure you're on the right path and that's a it's a real critical breaking point um for that right i and think i mean i've also heard like um sometimes they're in the wrong birth order so sometimes a baby will come in but they're like really my brother needs to come in first so we'll let i'll leave i'll exit and you know he'll come in again um or Yeah. I think I've talked about this. Like they want to be a certain astrological sign. And so if you get pregnant, you know, like they just realize like, "Mm, this isn't going to work. Cause they're, they're looking at everything even during the pregnancy. And so what I want to say is the egg and the sperm do their work, but the babies don't fully incarnate into that. Um, Right away. So they're kind of watching how things are developing. And if perhaps are developing into a boy and they want to be a girl, or, you know, there's um, something like wrong with the way that it might come out, they will say, let's do this again. Okay. Right. So they, they have a say in the body that they're going to be in. And can lost babies incarnate back into your family? 100%. Yeah, they can they can come back. Um, they can also come into like as nieces and nephews. Mm. I've heard that from a lot of babies that they'll just, they want to be close to the mom, but maybe the mom is too old or you know, doesn't have a partner. Um, and so they'll reincarnate, um, but have a beautiful relationship with that person as an aunt or an uncle. That's so
0: fascinating. Well, I know it's so cool.
3: <laughs> with that, we're going to take a break, but stay tuned for
0: the Weekly Skinny up next. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to talk about the pH of skin and more importantly, that of a baby's skin. The skin itself is your first defense against any microbial invasion. As an adult, not only is it important to have a strong and hydrated barrier fortified by antioxidants and peptides, but the pH of the skin still needs to be addressed as well. When we are born, our skin is a neutral pH of 7, but quickly changes to acidic to help us infants to fight off unwanted bacteria and microorganisms. Unfortunately for preemies, whose skin is still developing, their skin tends to be thinner, which leaves it more vulnerable to microbes and toxins in the environment. So protecting a preemie's skin is extremely important. The rapid change of a baby's skin to acidic, as well as the skin's adjustment to the new environment of air versus the amniotic sac can be the perfect combination for baby acne. This is why it is important that we keep a baby's skin hydrated, but also at a slightly acidic level ranging from 4.5 to 6 to help them to ward off bad bacteria and other microbes. In order to maintain a healthy pH, it is imperative to use products which do not strip the skin by washing away natural lipids or oils or throw off the equilibrium of the skin. Bar soaps and even some labeled baby soaps are actually damaging to the skin for their high alkaline level. Most sit at a high pH of nine or greater, which can dry, dehydrate, and increase the risk of infection. Bacteria loves to grow in alkaline environments on the skin. Also, sodium lauryl sulfate and sodium laureth sulfate, which happens to be a main ingredient in many baby cleansers and shampoos, has been attributed to a variety of negative effects on a baby's skin and their still-growing body. Tear-free on baby washes isn't always the best option either. The reason our eyes even tear is because our ocular fluids are close to a neutral pH of 7 as well. They should tear a foreign substance gets in them. That is their protective function. The reason why it may be tear-free is because a soap-free shampoo, for example, instead contains non-alkaline surfactants, which means it won't hurt baby's eyes, but those surfactants can be carcinogens, endocrine disruptors, and allergens, causing greater damage than the stinging itself. Be sure to check the ingredients on your baby's wash and shampoo. And refrain from using any product with sodium lauryl sulfate or any other potentially harmful chemical. Make sure to replenish their skin after the bath with a hydrating skin cream, which restores their natural protective barrier. And if your baby is struggling with baby acne, try the light lytic treatment from dermatologist Dr. Carl Thornfeld's skincare line Epionce, available at epionts.com using code 20110401 at checkout
4: did you know that there's power in the number three not only is it the number that our brains remember best it's also the triad as it contains a beginning a middle and an end so it represents wholeness what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches, Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life, no matter where you are. The Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life.
1: Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind S-A-K-U-R-A Skin and Mind Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip.
0: I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget, Love from the Hip airs here on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 and on Sundays at noon to 1 on KBKW, The Talk of Grace Harbor. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having spirit baby medium Jessica McKeon on my show. So, Jess, what are rainbow babies?
3: So rainbow babies are the babies that are born after a loss. So from abortion, miscarriage, stillbirth, and even like an early infant loss. And I think the the name comes from, you know, any type of loss, any type of grief is that storm. And we always have those storms in life. But after the rain comes the rainbow. And so, you know, after you go through that turmoil, you get that joyous experience again of bringing in what I call an earthside baby, right? Somebody that decides to stay on earth. Okay, yeah. thanks for that explanation.
0: Sure. Well, we've got someone on the phone line, so let's go ahead and take Elise from California. Elise, are
3: you there? Hi, I'm here. Hi, Beth.
0: Hi, Hi, Elise. Hi, Elise. what is your question for Jazz?
3: Yes, um, we have been trying to get, get pregnant with our second for a little over two years. So I was just wondering if our spirit baby had any Um, you know, tips or messages for me so that we can be on the right path to welcome them in. Yes. Um, So what they what they're saying for you, at least, is um, think about what motherhood with number two looks like and what things already need to shed or go away in your life to make space for them. And really what I feel like is this is swirling around you and caring for them. And so you get to use your voice and say, I need more of this. I need more help. I need more support. And really start to create that stronger container for you and your motherhood. That's really what what I'm feeling. The card I pulled for you is grouse medicine, which is the sacred spiral. And so they just say, like, pay attention to how you're moving about. And is it supportive of you bringing in a second child? Um, Don't overextend yourself is what they're saying. You have to save some room and some space for yourself in your own sanity and your own um, quiet time. So you need more alone time and you time, especially when you bring a number two, if you don't have a space where you can carve that out for your own development and growth, you'll just get overwhelmed. And so this baby is waiting for you to have a stronger stance on creating sacred space for you so that they can come in and join the family and not overwhelm you. They don't wanna overwhelm you. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, (laughs) I think that's manageable.
0: Good. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, Elise. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, so, Jess, aside from carving out emotional space,
3: as you were telling Elise, what about doing anything physical? Yeah, so physical is great because it's one of the things that we can control. And um, again, depending on the person, I will get advice for maybe more walks together with your partner, maybe more quiet time, uh, maybe eating certain foods, maybe looking at your stress or your work. So there's a lot in the physical um, that we look at. I will also sort of scan the body. A lot of times we have this unexplained infertility. And so I will scan the body to see if there are any sort of medical things um, showing up for me. I'm not a medical medium and I don't know a lot about medicine and diagnosis and stuff, but I can definitely sense um, energy blockages um, in the physical body for sure. Okay. And then what about a room? Should we create a nursery? Yeah. So a lot of times the babies will say like, Hey, that second office, that's my room, right? And they're like, well, we're going to, you know, and what they say is, Put a little altar in there. So even if you're not going to, you know, clear it all out just yet and put the crib in there, put a little altar in there for them and let them know, Hey, this is your space. This is where you're coming into. Um, Cause again, you know, building a nursery, especially if you've had a loss can be really triggering. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to take those steps of like buying clothes and buying bird, baby furniture. Um, Cause they want to keep it safe. So, but just start small. They would say, just put a little like recognition that um, they're coming in. Okay. Okay. And so
0: can I ask you, do these
3: spirit babies choose their gender? Yeah. So gender has been really, really interesting. Um, It's a social construct. And a lot of people want to know, am I having a boy? Am I having a girl? And sometimes they will show me um, a gender just to trick me and just to get the parents to talk about that, right? So I'll have a little girl come in and someone will be like, I don't want to have a girl. And this is so scary. And we get to talk about the issues of having a girl. And then they'll say, just kidding, I'll be a boy, you know, and they'll shift um, their gender, or they might stay a girl and the mother has shifted the energy to welcome in a daughter. Um, But they're far less concerned with gender than we are. Um, And I think that's why we have a lot of these gender issues coming up. And a lot of these children who are exploring this because it's not really that important. And if we want to have that divine masculine and feminine balance, And all the things that you talked about in the beginning of this um, segment about, you know, how women have been sort of put in the second, you know, class of birthing and fertility. um, A lot of the kids coming in are sort of breaking that. We're going to break down the the polarities between masculine and feminine for sure.
0: Well, it's about time. So how, how do you explain a baby born with a medical issue then? Is that or born challenged? Is that also something that they choose?
3: Yeah, so that is a huge energetic block for people. I don't want to have, you know, a kid with medical issues or I don't want to have a kid that, um, you know, we have to like go to the hospital a lot and that kind of stuff. And usually what I'll find is they have experienced that with a the sibling themselves. So they see like, oh, my parents spent so much time with my brother who was in a wheelchair, and so they don't want to have that experience for their own family. So that's their own trauma to deal with, but also sometimes you the parent may have been disabled and your child coming in who is disabled will um you're kind of like swapping roles so like they took care of you and now you get to take care of them mm. and it's just this it's like a an exchange and the, and again the more that we can release that you know disabled bodies are bad and that these things are wrong the more we can start to see that people children come in to experience all kinds of of different lives and different bodies. And a lot of times, you know, you see these kids and you're, they're so happy and so joyous. And they're, you know, because they've chosen this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's us that has to adjust, right? Right. It's, they're fine.
0: <laughs> so can yeah. I ask you then, my daughter was born with a hole in her heart. Um, mm-hmm. are, are some of the medical issues that carry over carried over from a past life?
3: Yeah, that one definitely is. <laughs> that uh-huh. was like so strong. Um, she was shot with an arrow, they said, hmm. um, through the heart. So uh, sometimes when we have past life um, injuries, we might have like a birthmark or we might have a hole in our heart or a notch in our ear. And so it's always kind of fun if you have anything like that to maybe do a little meditation, see if you can explore the past lives and see what that might come from. Okay. And so yeah. can you
0: explain what an oops baby is?
3: <laughs> yeah. So I get that a lot too. I have, I call it the comparison trap, right? So it's like, how can they get pregnant? And they just didn't do anything. And <laughs> oops, here's a baby. Um, like I spoke earlier, those are the babies that are like, you sure you want to do this or yes, you know, Hey, there's a baby now let's get more serious on our relationship. Let's get more serious in our partnership. So a lot of times they are like, hello, (laughs) like, this is the person you want to be with. Even if, you know, couples, they like, I had a couple who got pregnant like two months after dating and they decided to let the baby go. But, um, that baby was saying like, this is the person that I want to be with. I know you guys aren't ready yet, but I just wanted to let you know, this is the, this is my dad. So Mm -hmm. they do that to sort of like wake us up and and bring attention to the, you know, the seriousness of bringing a life in. Okay. And then what
0: about, so for people that actually just can never have kids and they end up having maybe stepkids or they adopt children. What about that situation?
3: Yeah. So this is so curious. Sometimes when I talk to those people, um, they've been mothers in many lives and they're like, I'm good. It was fun. Um, I did that. Sometimes they want to be adoptive mothers or they want to be stepmothers because there's such a big, huge gamut of motherhood, right? And that's what the spirit babies have really shown me is it's, there's, there's so much more to the journey and there's so much of us on it in different phases. And a lot of that can be, you know, being a mother to a stepkid. And with that, it's kind of like, you get to be the mother and you get to be the guidance, but you don't have to maybe deal with that karmic family stuff that can be sometimes hard with your own, um, you know, your own children. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it lets you live out that beautiful, nurturing mother energy, but not with any of the like drama or karma. Right. Yeah, People choose that. They're like "Mm,
0: drama free life, please. (laughs) Well, and I feel like there's also a loss in that for couples that, you know, cannot have children with their family or, or their shame really So how do they get
3: past that judgment or shame? Yeah. um, So I think what I've helped clients who uh, maybe are a little bit older and like, you know, tried to have kids and just never did is we actually do sort of find the children in their lives that they are mentoring and are being a part of. And sometimes they can be like a principal at a school or the coach of a soccer team and they don't realize that they are still getting to give some of that, you know, maternal or paternal energy out in the other ways. I think the other thing I like to say is, you know, sometimes too, you know, you you miss a partner, you can't bring them in, you don't know what to do. I always just say, you can get ready for the next life. You know, like if you'll find them again in the next life. Um, and so to just like sort of release that because, you know, not all babies come in. You might have five spirit babies, but only two will come in this time. So that's the other thing is, Sometimes they're not always meant to come in and be with you, even if they're around your energy.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the
2: Hip. Hi, we are Sacred Medicine Mamas, and we are on a mission to help people heal and feel better through a variety of holistic wellness practices. We offer holistic wellness services for busy people who are ready to achieve optimal health. We are a health and wellness clinic and a community of empowered people finding true healing and health. We are not only practitioners passionate about people's health, we too are busy professional people. We have been where you are and we have experienced similar health issues. This is why we love working with people just like you to help you find true healing of your own. We offer services including chiropractic, massage therapy, weight loss and nutrition, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, yoga and fitness. Virtual sessions are available. Book an appointment with us today. By going to sacredmedicinemamas.com That's sacredmedicinemamas.com Or call 541-639-4575 That's 541 639 54 Seven, five.
4: Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most. To help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life men care for your skin properly starting with your face Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120 designed for your rugged skin a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three 3 punch to wrinkles, age spots and problem skin tame those brows, ears and nostrils Sakura Skin and Mind erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time, learn more SakuraSkinandMind.com S-A-K-U-R-A, SkinAndMind.com. Welcome back
0: to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having spirit baby medium Jessica McKeown on my show. So, Jess, can we all communicate with babies, whether they're lost, in the womb,
3: or coming in? Yes. Um, We have this ability to channel. We have this ability to use all of our senses and our sixth sense to connect. Um, so that's a lot of what I like to do is help parents, um, find their ways to connect with their babies. And what might be the first step? I would say the first step is probably meditation, right? So it's getting really quiet. It's, it's calming down the chatter so that you can hear or sense or feel, and you might not get words at first. You might get pictures, you might get colors. You might even just get sort of a feeling that a loved one is nearby, and a lot of people think that it's going to be like straight up word communications, but it's, it's more subtle. That's what I say. It's like a really subtle language. So spend some time sort of looking into different ways that you receive that information from them. And then you can ask them for signs, right? You can ask them to like, show me a picture of something or let me feel something, or let me hear a song on the radio, you know, to let you, let me know that you're here. Um, there's lots of fun ways to play with, with spirits.
0: Okay. That's great.
3: Yeah. So yeah.
0: So give it to us straight. How many
3: people have you helped to
0: get pregnant in the last year?
3: Gosh, I want to say I have about seven or eight clients who are pregnant or have had their babies, um, and I cannot tell you how joyous it is to get <laughs> pictures of sonograms and of cute little baby faces and of pregnancy tests. <laughs> yeah, and I know I know we spent some
0: time on babies lost, but what about babies in the womb? Like, do you have a birth plan for your clients?
3: Yeah. So I, often the babies um, who are already in the womb will ask their parents, so like, where am I gonna be born? Is gonna be in a hospital? I'm gonna have a home birth. Can I be in water? Um, And they really talk about um, their birth plan, right? They talk about what it's gonna look like for the mother, the experience around that. And they they even will give me like days and times when they're gonna come. So it's like this really nice preparation. Um, And I remember talking to one baby who was about to be born like literal hours before they were born. And they were just enveloped in this golden light. And it was like, you know, I I went in to just ask if they were okay and if they were going to come out today. And they said, you know, pretty much just yes. But they were like, I'm just getting my last little download, my last little bit of information before I come out. Because the birth process... Um it's sort of traumatic for all of us. We go through this tiny little tunnel and we come out into this world. you know there is a lot of that you know forgetting and then remembering as we come into this world. so it's a it's a big thing for them to kind of like get ready to to come out and mm-hmm. they ask a lot about their names. they want to talk about their siblings. So by that <laughs> point, they're really close to Earth, and so they have a lot more um, comments on you know their their earthly world and where they're gonna sleep. And you know, I, I remember one baby said, like, I don't want that. mobile over my crib. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Oh, I just put that up. And the baby's like, take it down. (laughs) (laughs) So they're picky. They're picky. Yeah. So, So do you work with these babies up until their teenage years? Yeah. So, um, as a parent, I, if I'm working with your child, they don't have to be in the session and we just have to have the permission. And I always like to, you know, have the parents, um, check with their kids that, you know, this would be an okay thing for them to do but I will help the parents who have like seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds and yes, teenagers, um, especially when you have teenagers and it's really hard to talk to them sometimes, it's really lovely to connect with their energy. To Would see not what, know what that's like at all. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's chatty, open teenagers. Yeah, but they they close off, but energetically, we can still read them and get advice. Um, and a lot of times in teenage years, you know, you're, you're moving out and you're expanding in. So there's that, you know, that expansion of of um individuality that Mm -hmm. is hard and creates that friction so So then
0: do you help with toddlers who have maybe like eating you know bad eating habits or sleeping behaviors that kind of thing
3: i love toddlers they're like so fun to talk to um and a lot of them too we talk about their past lives because that's still pretty uh, relevant for them especially if it was an impactful one so if they're having issues sleeping or eating or even just being like really angry A lot of times I can tell the parents, like, this is why your child is getting so angry, you know, like they can sense that you're there in the room, but you're not present with them, you know? Mm -hmm. And the parents are like, oh, right. Yeah. So it's like, give yourself that break so that you can be with your kids and be present because they will act up a lot less um, because energetically they are sensing you. Whether you think you're hiding it, you're totally not. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. And they're sponges. They (laughs) are. They are. So
0: why is it important for you to see couples when
3: they're trying to conceive rather than just the woman? Yeah, so I just added a couple session to my offerings because when I have a single session, I can read you and I can read the energy of your partner related to you. But when I can have both um, people, um, same-sex couples, all kinds of couples, everyone's welcome, surrogate couples, um, I can read the relationship too. So a lot of times it's, it's like, I call it like instant therapy. I'll be like, I'll say to the the wife, like you need to let him have his alone time, you know, like he <laughs> needs that 15 minutes when he comes home. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then I say to her and you need to release that you're feeling abandoned by him and that, you know, and let him help you and let him do this. So I just, I can see both of their issues. Sometimes if it's hard to talk about and I just go right to it and I just say, let's just talk about this out in the open. Um, so that's been really fun. And then yeah, I can talk about, um, you know, what kids are attached to each of the um, parents, what, you know, each of the parents is going to contribute to the kids and how they're going to raise them, you know, what their uh, parenting structure is going to be like. So it's really fun. Um, And I love that because it's really conscious conception and conscious, you know, coupling, right? right? It's like being present with what you're doing. And you're co-creating all of you together. Just amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I I think if you think about older generations, I mean, parenting and having kids and everything you said was kind of just expected of women. And we just did this and this is what we did, but now we're doing it in a way that is really a lot more conscious and a lot more aware. Mm -hmm. So I think that's beautiful. Now have you ever worked with a couple where the man needed to reverse his vasectomy? I have actually um, I have a a couple right now that um, he does have a vasectomy and what we kind of talked about was um, him being ready to do that. Right. So the procedure is fine. The sperm is ready to come and sometimes what i say is like you know i can feel energetically even if the man is ejaculating if they're holding back it like holds back on the energetics of the of the sperm like wanting to get pregnant like he'll mm. release boys so to speak but if he doesn't really want to have that kid yeah they won't see him. it's like a you know the current you know it's like <laughs> if we're like if we're releasing with the current of yeah i want a baby too it just like it helps the currents. Right. How I, I, how see. I, see. I understand. <laughs> so can I ask you Jess? where do you hope to grow from here? Yeah. So I my big, big dream is to create like a place for these young kids who are coming in like these 2020 kids and beyond to practice this to practice channeling and reading cards and tapping into their intuitive abilities. I think we all come in with them and then we get conditioned and we get sheltered and we get layered upon layered on us. And if we can prevent that process and let people explore these gifts early on, I just can't imagine what the world would look like. I think it would be amazing to have people not have to wait so long and go through so much before they can access these gifts and these talents. So I'm hoping to build some sort of online program, school, something that allows these kiddos to connect and I have a friend who has a a young daughter, and you know she's got these skills and abilities, but she needs other teenagers to talk with it about. You know, mm-hmm. so how can we create those places for these um, light workers that are here, these young light workers, to feel supported and safe, um, so they can flourish. That's amazing. Well, yeah. how can my listeners book a
0: session with you or learn more about you?
3: Yes. So my website is. JessMcKeown.com, and I'm also on Instagram at Mick Jaguar. So M C Jaguar, Mick because I'm a Mick, <laughs> Mick <laughs> and Jaguar that is my spirit animal medicine. I just I love the Jaguar and all she stands for. And so amazing. Yeah. Can Say you hi. can you spell yeah. your last name for us, please? Yes, M C K E O W N.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks again for being here. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to the spirit babies as well. Yes. Thank
3: yeah. you to the spirit baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Eric, my brilliant producer, KKNW, and my new affiliate, KBKW, the talk of Gray's Harbor, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next week for another Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour with my co-hosts, Brenda Reese and Rory Reich. And stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya.
4: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at Rory That's Roryreich.com. That's R O R Y R E I C H.com. Taking
0: care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com.